Hello, everybody. This is Sasha, and I am so happy to have a beautiful guest that has already been in this podcast before and that she has been such a source of wisdom when it comes to couples and relationships. Welcome, Marianne. How are you? Yay. Thank you, Sasha. I'm so happy to see you. <laughs> yeah. So we're in the middle, if you, of the coronavirus uh, lockdown crisis, if you are listening to this later on in the future, know that this is the context. We, we are in the middle of the, of the um, isolation. However, what we are going to discuss right now, it's going to be very useful, useful in the future as well because I think it's always relevant. And it is how to, how to be isolated yet together with your partner. These are challenging times. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I've been asking this question to couples and, and to myself, it's like, how, how does this change your relationship or how is it affecting your relationship? And I've heard like, such a wild variety of answers like some were like oh yes we finally have time together and some are like oh my god like this 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 is not what i signed up for like we're driving each other crazy or even like you know we really want to connect but we're so stressed like we actually do have the time but we're just too stressed inside to really connect and we just get into conflicts all the time so it's definitely a big challenge when circumstances change like they have been now yeah, and particularly considering that the numbers of divorces in China, for example, after the lockdown, increased tremendously. They, they were like international news. How many people got divorced right after they, they were able to leave isolation? So it's like there's nothing as challenging as being together for so long with somebody and during a time of stress yeah exactly exactly and and especially i feel like that last point that you make the fact that there's stress that makes it really 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 hard um yeah it's it's true like they say like you know crisis are moments of truth um you know what you want and you know what you don't want but in a way I would say yes and because when we're super stressed is it really do we really know what we want and don't want i feel like we're just very confronted with our own ways of dealing with stress but then also our partner ways of dealing with stress which might be completely different but we might have never realized that before so it's hard enough when people is um you know like starting a relationship and having to be with the partner and then the stress makes it worse. How, how could you advise the, the couples that are listening to this to find a, a neutral space, a space of togetherness that feels nurturing, that feels healthy? Yeah. Well, I would say, I mean, first of all, I would say, please be with yourselves and each other with a lot of compassion and gentleness and really acknowledge like this is not easy. It is not easy. Um, so really try to be as compassionate as you can. And then I feel like it's super helpful to uh, become aware and maybe even ha like have a conversation about how do we now realize we cope with stress? How do I cope with stress? How do you cope with stress? And also, um, what are our needs in 
space and closeness without making that personally. Like it's not that because I need space, it means I don't love you, but I am someone who needs space to feel most re resourced um, and to have to get to a level of clarity together in a non-triggered situation. So really actively creating a conversation for this, I think is step number one to really um, get to know yourself and each other better. Yeah. And then I think another, another thing that's super, super helpful anyways in a relationship is to have dedicated moments for connection. Mm. Um, and I mean, it serves so many things. It serves that the relation that you keep, you know, up to date with each other. Um, it, but it also serves, for example, if one person is always quite anxious that maybe the other person needs more space, right? Like if my partner needs a lot of space and I need a, little, a lot of closeness, I might get anxious. If I know that there is a time every day that's dedicated to us, I won't be as anxious. Like I can relax and know that that time will come. And for the partner that always feels like they're fighting for space, they can also relax because they know that they're allowed to be in their space and that there will be a time for connection. So yeah. to actually structure that and say, you know, especially in these, what for some of us might be super unstructured days, say, okay, every day, 4 p.m., we have an hour together. Mm. And in that hour, we will create however we want to, um, we will create time together and in that time together, we will make time for sharing. So we will just share how our, our hearts doing, but we will also create time for our bodies and nervous systems to connect. Cause like the biggest thing that happens when we get stressed is often we feel isolated and we yes. feel like we're not on the same team with our partner anymore. And it's, and we can even like rationally say, well, that's not the case, but our bodies and our nervous systems are in a state of contraction and isolation. So we need to like actively create moments of connecting. And it doesn't like, it doesn't even need to be sexually, but it, it needs to be physically like breathing together, having mm -hmm. the bellies connecting, looking into each other's eyes and slowing, just slowing way down so that the bodies and the nervous systems can find, oh, I can trust with this other person. I can relax with this other person. Yes, that's so important. And I can see, um, uh, like, I want to bring back two, two very important things that you just mentioned and to go deeper there. One is the realization that we are dealing with the stress uh, and how we deal with the stress on our own. Because it doesn't necessarily, is the same way that our partner deals with the stress. Like uh, in my case, I am, a, I, I am a person that when I am stressed, I need, to, you know, my space and I need, and I freeze and I need like, like just to be able to do my, my body practices, my, my sensual practices. But I can also tend to be like clingy if I am feeling sad, like I go like, oh, let me hold you. and. and and my partner, when he's feeling stressed, he's like, oh, I don't even get, get close. And he gives like this. Uh, he's absent, uh, like in his mind. Like you can see that he's, I get absent physically. I go to my bedroom, but he's absent uh, emotionally. He, yeah. He's just thinking about something else. And I immediately freak out. I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? Well, we, we are okay. Is everything fine? 
And the more I try to, to find this point of connection with him through finding what's wrong, if everything is okay, uh, the more he, he starts distancing himself, like he gets colder. And that's his way of reacting to stress. His response is flight, but it's more, more of an emotional flight, like a disconnection flight, like, like browsing the internet and just not wanting to even look at me. And I am like more of a physical uh, flight, like I need to stay in my own place, to go to my bedroom, to have some, some space around me. And the thing is, in recognizing these different ways of dealing with our stress, we can actually uh, find that it's not personal, that it's exactly. not like I am distancing myself because I don't want to be near him or that he's distancing emotionally because he doesn't love me or whatever, but that it's just not personal. It's our own uh, coping mechanism. Exactly, exactly. And that's... That's, I feel, is so essential what you touched on and how you describe it is so beautiful. Um, and it's, it's not always that easy to get to that clarity, right? Like that's why, like if you're in the moment of stress and you're trying to figure out is this personal or not, it's, it's quite hard. But like to actually just, you know, right now have a conversation when you're in a non-triggered state and just ask like, hey, what, is, what do you need when you feel stressed? How do I know when you feel stressed? Um, can you confirm me that it's not personal? No, love, it's not personal. Okay, I will remember that. Even if it feels personal, I will, you know, I'll promise I'll remember that. Um, what can I do so to support you when you feel stressed? Like those questions we sometimes don't even ask because it feels so scary if it might be personal. But yeah. if we're like in that conviction of no, it's not personal, we can be so generous, right? Like, oh, you know, how can I help you? Oh, do you need space? Yes, please let me give that to you. Yeah. yeah. That's so important. And this awareness doesn't happen uh, naturally. It takes work. It takes inner work and conversations. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that takes us to the point that you were speaking about, like creating moments of connection, like connect, connecting on purpose. So when a couple is connecting on purpose, when they are uh, creating a space for being together, like really, really, really together, uh, present with each other, what is it that you recommend that they, uh, that they do in order to open up the, the conversation, conversation mm -hmm. channel? Yeah, beautiful. I feel like the, the two easiest ways to open up conversation um, in that state of deep presence is either just both both partners alternating speaking along the lines of right now I'm noticing mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. just very much in the presence right now I'm noticing like body sensations feelings emotions thoughts even but very much in the present moment right now I'm noticing tension in my heart oh mm -hmm. when I say that I feel that there is some sadness there Oh, when I say that, I actually feel it also releases a little bit. And, I, like, and, and have maybe even work with a timer. I really like to work with a timer. Like every, every person has like two minutes and then you alternate two minutes and then you alternate two minutes. And always along the lines of right now, I'm noticing. Right now, I'm noticing. Another one, how you can also structure it is that you actually ask each other, tell me how you really feel. 
-hmm. and the, the partner answers. And then whenever they come to a natural pause, you ask again, tell me how you really feel. Tell me mm -hmm. how you really feel. And, and also with a timer. So you can do that like for five minutes per person, for example. Yeah. And I just want to add something like, just as I was listening to this beautiful practice of I am noticing, there is a challenge in there that it's important for people to acknowledge and to overcome, which is passive aggressiveness. It's very easy to turn this practice into a passive aggressive practice, right? Like, right now I'm noticing that you don't want to talk with me because you're always like, <laughs> you <get it. laughs> so, that's so important to notice. The moment you're noticing that you're starting to be passive aggressive, just stop there on your tracks and take a deep breath and recognize that being passive aggressive speaks about anger that has to be dealt with and that we are just trying to do it in a sweet way but in reality we are just being angry. Oh Sasha, I love your awareness here because <laughs> I think this is so true and oh, oh I've never had someone point it out that clearly. I think it's so beautiful. So right now I'm noticing it's really about my sensations my feelings if you notice this what you're describing you can still bring it in but bring it along the lines of right now i'm noticing this part in me that really wants to get passive aggressive with you really mm -hmm. wants to start blaming and then feel again what's underneath that oh i noticed that there's a lot of anger oh what's underneath that i noticed that there's a lot of fear Right. So it, it's absolutely true. Like it, it's not, an, it's a simple, but it's in that sense, it's not just an easy practice. Like it really requires to dropping deeper and deeper. Yeah. So it's like, as a reminder, just remember, you're noticing what's happening in your body and in your emotions, not in your partner. And you're asking yourself what's underneath. It's underneath. So acknowledging and, and asking yourself what's underneath. There's so much power in that because it's so easy to just start pointing out our partner's flaws, right? Yes, right yes, and any any sentence, <laughs> exactly, and any sentence that is along the lines of "I feel like you are doing this and this," that's not a feeling. That's <laughs> that's not actually a feeling. Like, what are you actually feeling? I feel afraid, right? Or I feel upset, or I feel hurt. Like those, those are the feelings. Yeah, I love yeah, that's so important to notice because it's so easy to get into those into those games, right? Like we we know how to twerk the conversation in a way in which it turns into a game in which one loses and one wins, yes. and that's not the idea of this kind of of connection moments. The idea no. is not to have a winner and a loser. Exactly. And this is why, like, if you notice that you have the tendency to go there, what I really, 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 really recommend is because it's exactly what you say, like we're suddenly in a win-lose situation. So we forgot that we were on the same team. And if we have forgotten that we're on the same team, first our bodies need to remember. So that's why I think it's, it's very helpful to start with like 10 minutes of just you know laying belly to belly and breathing together like actually having your lower bellies connected sends a signal to our nervous system of safety of like you know because it's your most vulnerable part and it's it connects to this other lower belly they are also showing 
their most vulnerable parts. So you're just on a biological level, our body starts to realize I'm safe. And if you then do the sharing afterwards, I think the risk is less high that you'll get into this uh, passive aggressive because you're already established a deeper baseline of safety together. Mm, that's so important, safety, being in the same team. And I want to mention something that it's so important. Not all couples are safe in this time. This is a very difficult time for couples that are dealing with uh, domestic abuse. So these practices are for couples that have another layer of connection. Uh, that are, if you are dealing with um, some uh, um, domestic violence, um, get help. There is still help for, for women that are dealing with domestic violence or men that are dealing with domestic violence. Um, these practices are for people that can deal with this connection and create safety in, in their relationship. Yeah, thank you for saying that. It's absolutely, there needs to be a healthy foundation and absolutely yeah. don't stay in any situation that's abusive or hurtful or violating to your, to your health and safety. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's not really what the topic of the interview was about, but it's so important to mention that because absolutely, it's, it's a privilege to be uh, in confinement with a person that it's your team, that it's your, your partner, and, and that it might be not always easy to remember that you're on the same team, but all in all, you are on the same team. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. 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 Another, th another thing that, that I feel um, in this time of isolation, what's also challenging for couples is that our individual resources might, might be scarce, our individual social resources, right? Um, so I feel like that's also something to realize as a couple, because um, it, 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 it takes a village. It takes a village to hold a relationship, to, to raise a child. And now, because of this isolation, our villages are not physically present. Mm -hmm. um, and to, to really make sure that you also stay resourced as an individual with your community and friends, even if it's through online um, channels. But like to, to be aware of that, that it if now suddenly all of your needs are projected on your partner who is right in front of you, it becomes super, super challenging. Yeah, that's so important. And, and that's, that's a topic that we should be discussing more often. How culture teaches us that our partner should be our everything, like our best friend, confidant, and, and the perfect man, and the perfect father, and the perfect lover, and the perfect this and the other. But in reality, we need more than one person we need uh, we need a tribe we need people with whom we can have this connection outside of our relationship exactly exactly and especially in these times and especially with a lot of stress like sometimes it might make more sense if i have a lot of stress that i actually go fend with a girlfriend um you know and have her whole space and not always make my partner uh, or not assume that it's his responsibility to always hold it. Yeah, that's so important. So, so, so important because your partner is already stressed. It's already scared. It's already going through a lot. And then putting all the emotional weight of hell, hey, you have to hold me 
and my emotional needs, that, that can also be a very important drain to a, yeah. to a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, one like sort of simple way to tackle it in a way is just, just to ask permission, like make a request. Oh man, I'm feeling so much. Do you have space for me right now? And also be able to hear the no. And of course, like it is a mutual willingness, like a partner in a way has to be quote unquote willing to also be there. Like if they always will say no, it might not be a healthy relationship. But if you know that, you know, on your baseline, you're both willing to support and hold each other, it makes a lot of sense to make these requests and not feel entitled to at any given even time in the day, grab your partner and say, I need your, you now. But just ask, hey, do you have space? If not, when? Maybe tonight, maybe in an hour, maybe tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, that's so important. And you are working with people on Sundays, right? To create yes. this kind of, of, uh, of training, to teach them how to do that, because it's not given. It's not like you just get together and you already know how to be the best couple ever it takes work we the happily ever after they got married and they live happily happily ever after doesn't happen it takes work relationships take work particularly in these times and it takes training as well and, and a container and somebody that that it's neutral and that can say hey this is what's going on or i have seen this happening before you are doing that on sundays uh, could you tell exactly. us a little bit more about that yeah, so for, especially in these times, um, like the, the first practices that we talked about, like sharing deeply, connecting deeply on a body and nervous system level, um, that's something that I just want to give to every couple who needs it right now. So what I do on Sundays is basically host an hour along a connection hour. Mm. And I'll give a little bit of context. Um, and But most of all, I'll, I'll literally like live guide everyone through these practices so you can just use it as a date night basically like uh, you don't have to come up with the practices yourself you don't have to hold space for all of it you don't have to time yourself like I'll just guide everyone through it and there's also a time to share afterwards for whoever wants it also for couples to get to know each other and realize like oh we're all dealing with the same things uh, we're not the only ones here so these Sunday connection hours, they're open for every couple. You can come every week. You can come once. Um, they're free. And um, yeah, I'd love to just support couples in these times like this. That's so beautiful and so necessary because we don't have the chance to go out for a drink for uh, right now, for, for connecting, for a date. So what, uh, what a beautiful choice to be able to do that in a contained space where we have uh, guided practices because that helps a lot, not having to think about it by ourselves, not trying to figure out, to, just having this, uh, this container, it's worth so, so, so much. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So I will be sharing the link for people to, to get to your, to your uh, to your Sunday event, which I think it's such a beautiful gift that you are that you are offering. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, just to just to finish with this with, with this conversation, I would like to point out. Remember that uh, what, what you said. You are on the same team. That's one of the most important takeaways that I'm taking from this 
from these conversations. You are on the same team together. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Marianne, for this. Mariana, Mariana. How, how do you pronounce it? I, I would say Mariana because that's in Spanish. Mariana, yeah. But I generally, and I honestly generally say Marie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> so thank you so much, Marie, for joining our conversation. This is so beautiful and so relevant right now. Thank you, Sasha, for hosting this. Such a gift. Yeah, and remember, guys, that making love boosts your, your immune system. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best time to practice, practice, practice. <laughs> yeah. Uh,